Welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. Holden is a community of education, programming, and worship located in the remote wilderness of the Cascade Mountains. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. My name is Steph Williams, and I'm a co-founder of Cascades Wolverine Project, and I'm also an assistant avalanche technician for the Holden Remediation Project. So with the pandemic this year, I'm here for two purposes, which is for avalanche observations and forecasting, as well as wolverine monitoring. So this is a new thing, really because of the pandemic and because the the Canadians who typically come down here and work with my husband, Drew Lovell, can't cross the border. So I'm joining Drew this year uh, with the avalanche work. Drew, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Drew Lovell. I'm an avalanche technician for Dynamic Avalanche Consulting for the Holden Project here. Also work as a ski guide, North Cascade Mountain Guides and North Cascade Heli, uh, next valley north of Lake Chelan, the Metau Valley. And I am a strong back and weak mind with the Wolverine Project. They, I'm a beast of burden, largely, but super happy to be here and, and involved. Pandemic-wise, I'd say that my observations are that, as a lot of people are aware, there's use uh, on public lands is, has increased so much, uh, in, including the backcountry uh, ski community. And, and we've certainly seen that in the Metau Valley. The heavy filtration that's required to get up here to Holden makes that a total non-issue. And so that's an amazing thing to have that experience up here of a, you know, a really quiet backcountry setting where you know, the only ski tracks in the landscape might be yours, Jonah, and ours. Um, and so, uh, yeah, unique opportunity in that way. How long have you worked in the uh, the valley doing the avalanche forecasting? Uh, since 2016. Okay. And I'm curious, we're in a really cool spot 12 miles from the crest and just some geographic uniqueness or anything that's different to this valley or compared to our regional forecast? Yeah, really good thoughts to discuss. I uh, spent a lot of years skiing in the Icicle Canyon out of Leavenworth, and now we've, you know, in the past decade or so, we've spent a lot more time skiing out of the Twisp River in the Metau Valley. And so this place, of course, geographically is about halfway. And when I look at the snowpacks more recently in the Twisp River, and I remember what we were dealing with down in the Icicle Canyon, indeed, I view this as being sort of a blend of those two sort of snowscapes, climates. It's not quite as cold as the Twisp River, but the snowpack's deeper, and it tends to be a little more consistent than the icicle. So I would say something that, that you get down here, more so south of Lake Chelan, is more of a, a tendency to get freezing rain events and warm-ups. So you get these crusts that end up in the snowpack you know, almost every season and become problematic you know, in one form or another. So the Icicle Canyon, for sure, they, they get a lot of uh, problematic crusts, and then here as well, and in the Meta, our, our snowpack's a, a bit more like southern British Columbia. It doesn't get quite the temperature fluctuations. Also, the precipitation is higher here for sure than the east slopes of the Cascades up in the Meta. It's a really deep snowpack here, um, even though you get the temperature fluctuations and some rain events, and like we saw last night. There's a lot of precipitation that comes in here by, by virtue of its latitude in the Cascades. The convergence events that form on the west side and, and tend to focus on the central Cascades, usually somewhere between Glacier Peak and Snoqualmie Pass, uh, can also benefit 
these watersheds and sort of micro watersheds here. So you can get a lot of snow here. You mentioned last night in the presentation the interface that was created back in January 12th, the 13th, and that being the caution layer. What do we need for that to uh, consolidate? Yeah, you know, everything's happening exactly as it should. This warming that we're experiencing sitting out here in the beautiful sunshine, that's great for it. So really our chance of it being reactive to a skier below tree line at this point, so sort of below 5,000 feet is becoming less and less. It's consolidating with this warming and, and a lot of the moisture that's been coming in. And as much as we don't like to see rain, rain is great for settling out the snowpack with such things. You know, a lot of weight and just depth of snow as well. So I, I think it's starting to be a non-issue in this valley below tree line. And then uh, above tree line up in the alpine my gut tells me it's also a non-issue. There's so much wind transport up there, and, and the, the snow is really constantly in this state of motion and disturbance. So, you know, these persistent weak layers, they thrive most in the undisturbed, almost sort of pristine uh, larch grove type environments, like that near tree line, um, steep terrain, avalanche terrain for sure. But once you get onto the ridge crest of some of these high alpine peaks here, the, the snow is in such a tumultuous state blowing around that it... It will, it will have more short-lived instabilities, but those persistent weak layers tend not to hang around so long. So I think we're on the on the right track for it. It'll just take a little time. And, you know, particularly uh, as people are stepping up into that sort of 5,500 to, you know, 6,500 type elevation band, I think that's where those instabilities tend to linger a bit longer. Okay. I want to get David to introduce himself and talk a little bit about maybe the star in our valley that hopefully, <laughs> I mean, I want t-shirts made. I mean, I... <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Love it. Uh, my name is David Moskowitz. I'm a photographer and co-founder of the Cascades Wolverine Project with Steph. Yeah, so this was our first camera check of the season and uh, we got a detection, actually three events of a Wolverine visiting one of our stations, the same station that got regular visits last year. And a quick look at the photographs from our research camera, to me, suggests it's the same animal that was here in 2019 and possibly the same animal that was here last year. We need to do a little more. We need to review the photos on that to be sure about anything. Do you, and you have pictures of the blaze from last year. We do have pictures of the blaze from last year. We got pictures of a blaze from 2019 and we got pictures of the blaze from this year, but... The pictures from last year are a totally different perspective. The animal came right up in front of the camera and we got nice color on it. So there's actually way more detail in the photos from last year, which actually makes it in some ways confusing for me. But well, I'll take that to committee. Regardless, though, the camera site has a beautiful view of Bonanza. And we were bantering about whether or not maybe if there is a particular animal that's visiting that station regularly, that Bonanza might be a good name for him or her. And we got multiple genetic samples from this animal, both at our station and then from the Holden Village run pole. There was hair samples there. The Wolverine visited that site as well. So uh, we're going to submit those for analysis. And if we can get a genetic signature for this animal, then Bonanza might be his or her name. And, and that is part of the process, actually. You can attach a name to the... Yeah, I mean, that's more like... A, it's not a scientific thing, obviously, but... There's so few wolverines here in the North Cascades that researchers learn about that there's been a bit of a tradition for naming these animals. And personally, 
you know, I've got a background in science as well as in storytelling, visual storytelling and writing and so forth. And for me, the concerns that people have about becoming too close to or anthropomorphizing animals, I just don't feel like that holds a whole lot of merit in, uh, in the fact that we're animals just like them. And actually looking at the world through the eyes of a wolverine uh, is a great way to think about how they interact with the world. And a lot of the same drivers that drive them and their behaviors also drive us. So we're like cousins. So it's really like just trying to imagine how your cousin sees the world or think about them. So putting a name on these animals uh, to me makes a lot of sense. Excellent. Yeah, no, I think it gives a way to, for people to connect and then possibly remember and be more mindful of their habitat. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.